Pharisees who saw Jesus uncrucified. They saw Jesus. They've been, they've been transcribing. They've, they wash their hands every time they write YHWH. They don't call it Yudhevafe. They don't call it Yahweh. The Pharisees, when they translate the Old Testament, they wash their hands, they write YHWH, then again they go wash their hands, again they come. So much honor they give because the Bible says, Thou shalt not misuse the Lord your God's name in vain. So they give, give such high esteem to the name of the Lord. They gave such high esteem to the word of God. They translated like this and the same Pharisees saw Jesus undespised saw Jesus and rejected. My goodness, then what happened? What are they translating? What are they hearing? What are they studying all these years? That means it is so possible for every one of us, we can be hearing, we can be studying, we can be in the company of the disciples, yet eyes of our heart is not enlightened. It has to be enlightened. The spark, the light bulb has to be switched on. When can the light bulb be switched on? Luke chapter 24 verse 30. What did Jesus do? I told, right? Then their eyes were opened. Let's see what Jesus did. Then Luke 24, 30. Now it came to pass. Jesus was talking to these two. And he sat at the table with them. That he took the bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to them. Next verse, 31. Then their eyes were opened. Can you see the correlation? When did their eyes were open? When their eyes were open? Jesus spoke to them, explained everything, and Jesus broke the bread. Jesus took Holy Communion. Wow! Every time you take Holy Communion, the eyes of your understanding is enlightened. Thank God for forgiven generation. We take Holy Communion Sunday after Sunday. It's not just a religious activity. It is such a holy truth that we commune and we discern the Lord's body. Amen? Holy Communion is so powerful. After he broke the bread, only then they saw. So what is the meaning? What is the correlation? Let me explain. This is the crux of the whole message. Please get this. Pay attention to this. So how to have spiritual eyes open, spiritual ears open by taking Holy Communion. So what happens in Holy Communion? I'm just taking the bread and the wine. Just by drinking, how is it affecting my thinking? How is it affecting the eyes of my heart and the ears of my heart? What is actually happening during Holy Communion? Last Sunday, I told you on training on thinking, forget the bad memories, forget the grief, forget the death, don't rehearse. In Isaiah 43, God said, do not think the things of past, don't think defeat, don't think bad memories. I gave you Philippians 3.13, Paul said, this one thing I do, forgetting what was behind me. Because I told the more you rehearse, you're strengthening that memory. Repetition is the mother of memory. Don't strengthen that bad memory. Every time you strengthen the memory, your brain does not know it is a reality. Your brain just goes through same emotions and releases the same cortisol, stressful hormones. It's not good for your brain. The Bible always talks about forgetting, forgetting the past, forget the bad things. I asked this 
question to God few years ago when I was studying on Holy Communion. I told God, you told me to forget my past. You told me to forget everything that went wrong in my life. And I'm working on it and the word of God has transformed my life and I don't have memory of it. Now you are telling me to remember the bad thing that happened to Jesus. 1 Corinthians 11.24 Holy Communion, what are we doing? In Holy Communion, Jesus said, Take my body. I break this body for you. Take my blood. This blood is poured out for many. This is a new covenant. Do this in remembrance of me. So I asked this question to God. God, why should I remember the gory that you went through? The death that you went through? I don't even want to see that movie Passion of Christ. When I see that, my eyes automatically get closed. But you know what? The movie director has not shown as much as the reality of the word. Because it's not possible. He cannot see through spiritual eyes. And it's not possible for the camera to capture what exactly happened. So, but whatever the little they enacted itself is so hurting and painful we don't want to see that scene right but the bible says do this in remembrance of me as often as you can as often as i can i should remember i should remember jesus went to sanhedrin and everybody spitted on his face he didn't hide his face from spitting it says in isaiah and we saw that high priest Caiaphas tore his garment he slapped his face I don't want to remember this. But the Bible says to remember. And it says that he went to the whipping post and he took the beatings and he shed every drop of his blood. They pierced on his side. There was no enough blood. So water gushed out. Everything God wants me to remember. Why? I told God, I don't want to remember such a bad thing. But my friend, it is not called Bad Friday. It is called Good Friday. Amen. Glory to God. God wants you to remember. You know why? When you remember, when you discern, Holy Communion is not a religious activity. It is discerning. It is discerning activity. It says discern. 1 Corinthians 11.29. You can do the study on 1 Corinthians 11.24-30. It says discern. What is discern? To understand. Understand what? To see from your spiritual eyes. Have you seen Jesus from your physical eyes? No. But the Bible wants you to see through your spirit, to the eyes of your heart. The Bible wants you to see what happened that day in Sanhedrin 2000 years ago. Bible wants you to go through event by event by event. In Garden of Gethsemane, he was crushed. His capillaries bursted out. God wants you to remember that. God wants you to see that. Why? There is this reason. When it says discern, what is discern? Discern, Pastor Abraham has so beautifully taught the message on Holy Communion. What is discern? Discerning is to understand something that was hidden. It was hidden from the enemy for you. What was hidden? By his stripes you were healed was hidden. When his capillaries busted because Jesus went through stress, I don't have to go through stress. Because Jesus went through pain, I don't have to go through pain. Because Jesus went through rejection, I will not go through rejection. Because Jesus died 33 year old young handsome man, I will live to be 120. I remember, remember, remember scene by scene. Remember event by event. As you remember, that memory gets strengthened. Your memory is getting strengthened, right? When you remember something over and over and over and over again, God is telling, do this as often as you can. And what God told, do this until I return. 
So some of us take Holy Communion every day. We do this as often as we can. What are we trying to do? We are trying to train our thinking. We are training the eyes of our heart. What are we training? We are seeing like Elisha. We are seeing like what Jesus wanted to see the two disciples. We are seeing Jesus in front of us. We are seeing it is such a reality. It is such profound truth that Jesus loves you. Jesus is so real to you. Jesus died for you. You are seeing Isaiah 53. You are seeing 1 Peter 2.24. When you are seeing by his stripes you were healed. And continuously you rehearse and rehearse and rehearse. You get that understanding that tomorrow when there is a report of the doctor. Tomorrow, when there is bad news, tomorrow, when there is anything carnal thing that you see and your body wants to go by carnality, you have rehearsed this so much that you see nothing but the blood of Jesus. Amen. You have rehearsed this so much that you see nothing but the victory that he paid for you. You have rehearsed so much that every time you take Holy Communion cup, when I raise my Holy Communion cup, I raise my victory cup. Amen. It says proclaim. What are you doing? You're proclaiming. What's the meaning of proclamation? You're proclaiming to the principalities. Jesus suffered and purchased my victory. Jesus suffered and purchased my long life. Jesus suffered and purchased and removed every blood disease, every organ failure. Jesus suffered for me. If I don't receive my healing, if I don't receive happiness, if I don't receive prosperity, then Jesus Jesus suffering and Jesus sacrifice is in vain. Right or wrong? If I don't receive, for me it becomes in vain. So God wants you to remember and remember and remember and examine yourself. It says when you study in 1 Corinthians. But we examine the offering, not the offerer. So my offering is Jesus. So I'm examining myself considering Christ is in me. Oh, it's a very beautiful truth. I don't have time to explain that in detail, but I have to leave you with this truth. The Bible says, examine yourself. Examine. People examine. Oh, I have sinned God. I'm a sinner God. I don't want to touch the Holy Communion God. We are examining. I don't want to touch Communion God. I'm unworthy to touch Communion God. I didn't have faith God. I have let you down God. That's not what it's saying. When it says examine yourself by discerning the Lord's body, in the Old Covenant, every time when you take your offering and go to the priest, you have sinned and you're getting an offering to the priest. When you come and give me the offering to the priest, I don't examine you. Pritam, come. So get me the offering. So you're coming to the priest. Yeah, come, give me the offering, keep the offering. I am the priest in the, you stand here. So Pritam has bought the offering. This person has bought the offering. I don't say, let me see your eyes. Let me see your hand. Are you blemishless? Is everything fine? No, I don't even examine him. I don't examine him. He's an offerer. I examine the offering. I examine if the lamb is blemishless. Lamb is spotless. So Jesus is the lamb that God examines. Was he perfect? Was he accepted? Was he free from any blemish? Amen. So God is not examining the offerer. But the Bible says in 1 Corinthians, examine yourself by discerning. That means what? You have to see Christ in you. Amen. You have to see the body of Christ in you. You have to see healing of Christ in you. You have to see faith of Christ in you. You have to see the blood 
of Christ in you. You have to see DNA of Christ in you. Amen. That is how we examine glory to God. Such a powerful truth of holy communion. Every time you come, you don't examine yourself. You examine the Lord and you try to see Jesus in you. Christ in you. And you come and say, I am the righteousness of God. This is the understanding you train. You train over and over and over again. I am the righteousness of God. I am prosperous. I am blessed. I am accepted. I am the beloved of God. This is how you train your thinking. The eyes of your heart are enlightened. The ears of your heart. What about the ears of your heart? How do you train the ears of your heart? By hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. It's a continuous tense. Hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Now tell me the last point. Your heart has eyes. Your heart has ears. Now what about the mouth? Your heart should also have mouth. That's something very, very important that we use every time. Now where is the mouth of the heart? We say, right, I love you from the bottom of my heart. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. These are the phrases we use. When you mean it, when you want to convey something from the bottom of your heart, what are you saying? Where is the mouth? Heart has eyes. Heart has ears. Spiritual eyes and spiritual ears. But the spiritual mouth is connected to your physical mouth. Your heart, when you are training your heart, you cannot be living your mouth. You have to train your mouth. Show them Romans chapter 10 verse number 8. You have to train your mouth because your mouth is very, 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 very connected to your heart. Because in Romans 10, 8, very clearly it says that when you believe in your heart, when the word is in your heart, it shall be in your mouth. Read that. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. The word is in your heart. If the word is in your heart, where is the word? In your mouth. Show them 2 Corinthians 4, 13. I have believed. Where I have believed? In my heart. Therefore I have spoken. I believe. Therefore I have spoken. Since we have that the same spirit of faith, we also believe. If you believe, for surely you will speak. Show them Romans 10, 9. It says, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and thou shalt believe in your heart. That means when you are believing from your heart, you cannot live out your mouth. You cannot live out your words. Out of the fullness of heart, mouth shall speak. Amen. So whatever is in your heart, sometimes you said, by slip of tongue I told this. I'm so sorry. We say, right? It's not slip of tongue. It's been there in our heart. Somewhere it has crossed our subconscious mind. You have to think. When you talk to somebody more than 30 minutes, for sure you know what that person has in his heart. For sure you will know. How long can a person fake spirituality? We know when a person opens his mouth. Isn't it? We know very well whether a person is on faith, whether a person is in the finished work, whether a person is in defeat, whether a person loves uh, his family. We can know. We can judge by the words that the person speaks. The Bible says the power of life and death is in devil's hand the power of life and death is in god's hand the power of life and death is 
on your tongue the bible says thou shall believe in your heart and confess with your mouth if the word is in your heart then it shall be in your mouth so you cannot miss out my dear friend please don't speak negative don't speak fear don't speak unbelief when jairus got the news his daughter died jesus turned from the crowd and said jairus only believe jairus did not say oh my god what a bad news jesus you delayed my daughter died you are such a busy man you took time to come he didn't let out his words he just paused he zipped his mouth sometimes we don't know we don't have answers don't speak unbelief don't speak negative things just be quiet and calm hold your peace at that time rather than speaking unbelief silence is golden but something better than being silent for sure is confessing the word of god because jesus is the high priest of my confession apostle and high priest so you cannot keep on speaking negative don't say i am ugly i am fat i don't think so i'm looking good don't keep on telling your husband your uh, friends am i fat am i looking fat am i looking good don't give him a thought for him to think Yes I'm married so I'm telling you with experience I always tell him I look great right I am very beautiful I look good I don't feel sad to say because I know who I am in Christ I give him a thought to think that I am best I don't have to tell him am I looking fat am I looking good am I looking not good no you are looking good you are the image of Christ that's what you must believe and that's what you must speak you don't have to speak by what you see amen yes speak what you want to see amen you will see what you speak yes you will see what you speak so speak life speak healing speak blessing let your tongue speak blessing don't say next birthday i will not be there if i live for 50 enough if i live for 60 enough don't say that don't speak like that even if you feel like saying please keep quiet don't say that because if you have believed in your heart you will speak so if you have to train your heart where your training must begin your mouth also isn't it how can you work on your heart directly you have to train from your mouth right you have to train from your mouth. keep speaking sometimes it may feel like i am faking pastor i am faking i'm simply saying i am healed i'm simply saying i'm beautiful it's okay fake it until you make it the science theory says <laughs> but then in reality it is not the science theory in reality let the weak say i am strong let the poor say i am rich god said you have lovely face song of solomon my favorite verse chapter 4 verse 7 it says i want to see your lovely face and hear your enchanting voice when god has declared over you you have lovely face who can say against it amen you yourself cannot deny it you have a lovely face you have lovely smile and you are the beautiful person confess believe I want to encourage all of you to read scriptures. I do this every day. It only takes 2 to 3 minutes to confess 20 to 25 scriptures. What I do, I have taken the print out. I have told this to the church before. I keep it next to my bedside, one in car, one in my handbag. Whenever I get time, 2 minutes max, you can confess 10 to 15 scriptures. Over done. three times a day when doctor gives you medicine regularly you will take three times prescribed medicine i want to give you prescribed medicine the word of god the bible says the word is health to all flesh strength to my bones take this prescribed medicine sometimes you may not understand when you, when you go through failure or grief 
it's okay it's okay we don't trust on our understanding we believe with all our heart amen we don't need explanation i don't need a logical reasoning for my mind to believe my god i don't go by my experience i don't go by what happened the death in the family the death in the church members family i don't want to go by what has happened i don't go by experience i don't go by my feeling i don't go by what has happened around me i go by what is written amen it is written it is written so i choose to believe to speak what is written Amen. Glory to God. So I want to encourage you, train your mouth. Don't live out training your mouth. Train your mouth to speak. This book of law shall not depart from your mouth. It does not say this book of law shall not depart from your door. This book of law shall not depart from your mobile. We keep the Bible verse on the door, on the wall, in the mobile. But we don't keep the Bible verse on our mouth. The Bible is under the pillow. God never tell keep the Bible under the pillow. He said keep the Bible on your mouth this book of law shall not depart from there from where from our mouth let us keep speaking let us keep speaking keep speaking over and over and over again trick your brain to believe what it speaks amen let your brain believe nothing but the word of god when you continue to speak i told you later when they do heart transplant of your heart to somebody that person will just keep quoting scriptures he say i don't know from where i am quoting this from new testament what is this jesus died and i am healed what is this coming out of my mouth because you have memory cells in your heart your heart is so tuned your heart is so trained by you that it will speak the scripture amen glory to god shall we all thank the lord for this wonderful word the revelation that he gave us daddy god i pray for every hearer this morning thank you so much for this word may the eyes of their understanding be enlightened like apostle paul i pray for them let the eyes of their heart let the eyes of their understanding be enlightened today as they take holy communion as they discern as they think over and over and over again what you have done for us let it get so engraved in us let it become some substance of you and you alone that we are completely led by you jesus thank you jesus for your children the word that they heard it shall bear fruit hundredfold i declare this over them in jesus name amen we believe you were blessed by this message our vision is to make known the mystery of the gospel which is christ in you you can be a blessing by partnering with priya abraham ministries to share this good news to partner visit priyaabraham.org/partner